Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about When Evil Lurks. This is a movie that just came out this year, written and directed by Damien Rugna, starring uh, Ezekiel Rodriguez, amongst many other great actors performers in this movie uh this movie in a remote village two brothers find a demon infected man just about to give birth to evil itself they decide to get rid of the man but merely succeed in spreading the chaos i heard a lot of great things about this movie uh i heard that it's brutal uh i heard it's inventive so, and I also heard, like, it's next level. So I had, a, I had a high bar going into this. I was highly expecting, anticipating this movie. Just released on Shudder. That's how I watched it. Signed up for Shudder just so I could watch this movie. But heard so many good things about it. Um, and I did like this movie a lot. It did not blow my mind, though. Uh, I, I had hoped that it would blow my mind. I would hoped that it would scar me for life. Uh, you know, I was expecting a brutal horror film, and there are definitely some brutal, traumatic moments in this movie, but it didn't rise to the level I was expecting. However, I think this is still a work of art. It's still a great horror film. Don't get me wrong. Right? Uh, it's very high quality, does a lot of new and inventive things in this subgenre of possession horror films. Uh, that I've never seen done in the this subgenre, uh, which is a subgenre that I typically am not actually a big fan of, uh, the whole um, possession uh, type of subgenre. Although there are some interesting exceptions to that, uh, the Insidious franchise being one of those, this being uh, of a even higher quality, I would say. This is more artistically done than the insidious films um but i would recommend this movie to anyone that likes the subgenre of possession horror films or just somebody that wants to, that loves disturbing horror films if you are a fan of either of those things uh you enjoy being disturbed watching disturbing things seeing disturbing things this would be a movie i would highly recommend checking it out sign up for for shutter it is super cheap to sign up for shutter um, not that Shudder's sponsoring me, which I would love that, but, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend that if the, if this type of movie is your cup of tea. Um, in this movie, I absolutely love the world building that happens in this. I love how it just drops you in the story and you have to kind of catch up as events are happening, as the movie progresses, finding out what's going on, finding out what kind of world we're living in what is this all about the look of this film is great cinematography camera work 
all of that stuff, high level acting, great acting in this as well. Uh, it is an Argentinian film, so it is Spanish subtitles, but you know, like a lot of different genre films, there's not a whole lot of dialogue, so it's not like you're you're doing that much reading. But uh, it's absolutely great. And there are brutal moments in this. Don't get me wrong. It's not like uh, this movie didn't like rise to the uh, occasion when it comes to showing you some brutal, brutal stuff. Uh, it does have that. It does have some great practical effects, which I love. Any movie that uses real makeup and prosthetics is already uh, higher in in my esteem than most movies that just rely on cg usually not very good cg uh so i love the practical effects in this you know part of the whole world building aspect of this are the rules that people in this world seem to know to one to varying degrees uh they are aware of these rules that uh, apply to the possessions which i i enjoy that uh which this type of possession movie is probably my favorite type of possession movie. Unlike many where it's a Catholic church versus the devil or some demon like the exorcist, uh, for example, I'm not a big fan of horror movies that have the perspective that, uh, religion is like a real thing that actually does things uh, that there is magic involved and that the devil is real and all that. I, I just can't get on board with that. Uh, but something like this, where it's like an evil spirit, a demon, whatever, is and in this movie, God is dead in this movie. Uh, and churches don't work. That is the that is part of this world that we're in, uh, where the the idea of churches and God being able to do anything uh, is uh, already out the window. So. This movie starts off on a good foot, in my opinion. Uh, society has found a way to survive despite these possessions that happen. Uh, and they have a process for eliminating the possessions. Like, it, it is such an interesting world that, that we are put into when this movie starts. Which, the way the possession functions and how it spreads is very much like a virus. Like, this could be like a, uh, you know, a pandemic horror film uh, just as easily, you know? So I, I enjoy that. Uh, seeing not only how easily effortless this thing spreads, but how fast it can spread as well. Um, so already, this movie is so unique on so many levels. But I do have a few issues with this movie, aspects of the movie that make things uh, like the rules, makes them almost pointless, which is a bummer. Uh, but I'll get to all that in spoilers, specifics of, of aspects of this that I didn't like, or that just didn't. Like, they are somewhat explained, my issues with this, um, but it's still hurts the movie these 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 different uh aspects but i'll get to that in spoilers uh but overall i did enjoy this movie 
and the story. And I would love to see this become a franchise, as horror movies tend to do. The the way this is set up, the end of this movie, the rules, the the world that we're living in, this could easily be a franchise. Uh, it's just such a rich world that that's been created in this movie. They could tell so many different stories in different parts of the world, how people in different economic settings cope with, deal with this, how people in different countries deal with this. Uh, in you know, very much like uh, the the Purge franchise, where it sets up this kind of interesting idea, and then in each movie you can examine how that idea applies to different people in different places. I would love to see it. You know, um, there are definitely some brutal moments that happen, some brutality, some trauma, some graphic imagery uh, that will stick with you. Uh, definitely depends. I think people with children probably it might it might impact them. It seems that way. Those who have children, this movie uh, has hit them differently than somebody like me who has no kids. Uh, but uh, you know, definitely some graphic imagery that will stick with you. But uh, you know. And like many horror films, very much a tragedy. Um, getting out alive is always something very rare that happens in horror films. Uh, and this one is no different. But uh, I do want to get into spoilers for When Evil Lurks. Talk about specifics, specifically the things that didn't really work for me. But uh, I do love this movie. Uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. It is, it is if you are into this kind of horror movie, you know? But anyway, I do want to get into spoilers, so let's do that right now. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, if you're an art lover like I am, or simply someone who appreciates unique creativity, I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched with new paintings being released daily. And if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck you can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. Original paintings. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Go check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that truly stands out. Now let's get back to the show. So <clears throat> this movie opens with, like, we have two main, one main character, really. And his name is Pedro, and then his brother. And they come across a body that's been cut in half and, and mutilated and uh has like some almost looks like some old 
equipment used to navigate the 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 oceans you know it's like it's like made of brass and this is like this weird like fancy kind of equipment that is near this body that's been mutilated and uh they end up going to in searching for who this person may have been or who may have done it they go to one of the uh, house on it's like kind of is Argentina kind of um like very rural rural like farmland pretty much like everything is very spread out so they go to a house that's on somebody's piece of land and they see that one of the kids who I think kid probably like in their 20s is possessed and that person was going to take care of this possession because there's a, a system for how they do it. And they refer to the possessed people as rotten, which when you see this kid, you can tell, right? There many times people possessed are undead uh, and or, you know, somehow still alive, but like it, regardless, uh, and their body just starts to kind of rot away. This, this body's like bloated, deformed, laying in a bed, pus coming out. It's just, it is absolutely disgusting. Great practical effects, right? Kind of great body horror as you see this rotten, rotten person, which they call them rotten, uh, in bed. And uh, the guy that was killed was supposed to show up with his fancy equipment and take care of it because you can't just kill somebody who's part one of many of the rules you can't kill or harm people who are possessed right because it is so easy for this thing to spread and by doing that you spread it like a virus which is just super interesting but there is a way to do it and we never see what the the process is for eliminating this possession the correct way we never get to see that um because human beings you know one one aspect of this movie that that was tough the major aspect and it's present in many different ways in this movie is how people just don't follow the rules they don't take advice they don't listen uh, they don't, uh, they don't heed, heed advice. So this, this body, body horror, practical effects, great stuff sets up some of the rules, right? You can't kill it. Um, it would only allow it to spread. Uh, and then you have the guy who owns the land, right? He has like these conspiracies that this is the government trying to take his land and, you know putting this possessed kid there uh will spread kill everything and then allow the government to take his land but he goes to shoot the kid and when he goes to shoot the kid like we know he can't do it he knows he can't do it he's told he can't do it and using guns specifically is bad it's another rule you can't use guns but there's this moment where he points the gun at this rotting corpse person that's possessed and he talks shit he's like begging him to do it so he can possess the baby 
excuse me, the baby in his wife's pregnant belly, right? Because this landowner, he's got a pregnant wife back home, and and the demon in this possessed, rotting corpse is like, please, I want you to shoot me. I want you to shoot me so I can possess the baby in your wife. It is, it's just like, it's chilling. It's chilling. You know the, the demon means business. You know that he the demon wants that to happen. So Ruiz, landowner, uh, you know, he thinks it's the government, all this kind of shit. So they decide to they think they figured out a loophole. Can't kill it, can't harm it. Maybe we can move it, right? So uh them moving this body, absolutely disgusting. When it falls through the sheet, it's just like it it none of it seems like a good idea. It's disgusting as you have this giant rotting corpse just oozing, oozing pus everywhere. And then there's one part that I had a little problem with. As they're driving this body away, they swerve to miss a kid that's in the road. And when they get to the place where they're gonna dump the body the body's not in the back of the truck and the truck it's a pickup truck it's got a tarp over like it's got a cover over the bed right so it's and the body's not going to fly out of the bed of the truck now one thing that could be the reality about this is that uh the the tail the tail bed was uh tailgate was down so maybe it it like slid out that way okay whatever um but it's a little a little when when they show up and what is that noise is that my headphones okay um hopefully that didn't show up in the audio uh my headphones are possessed, I guess. Um, so a little part I had a little problem with. I was like, how how would the body fall out? Anyway, regardless, uh, it's missing, which is kind of crazy. Uh, you have the beginning kind of, of the brutality of this film. Now I just can't hear myself. Oh, my goodness. There we go. Uh now we get to we start to get to the brutality after they like okay the body's gone let's just go back home and you have the landowner going going back home and his wife spots a something wrong with one of the goats i don't know how she sees it but he fires a gun all the other animals run away but this possessed goat does not move right i don't know how she knew it but then he you know he's pointing the gun at this goat which we know you can't harm it, can't kill it, and apparently, like the demon possesses animals first, uh, loves to possess children, messes with your brain, which is kind of an excuse you could have for w- my issues when people ignore rules, ignore advice. Maybe it's just the demon messing with your brain. Uh, but this guy points the gun and the just like when the rotting corpse talks shit to this guy begging him to shoot it do it i want you to do it so i can possess the baby inside your wife's 
belly. Uh, this goat walks up to this sh- this shotgun and presses its head against the barrel of the shotgun. It's just like so so good. Uh, and when he shoots this goat, how immediate! Like, bang, goat falls down dead. And immediately, axe to the face, which his wife was holding an axe. Immediately. And then, as the poster for this movie shows, uh, she continues to axe her own face. It is just absolutely brutal, that scene. And how fast it goes was just insane. I was not expecting it to travel that fast. was not expecting. It's just something you just, it, like... it's crazy then of course more tragedy right it seems animals get possessed first so now when pedro goes to get his kids with his from his wife who there there's a whole thing there that we don't really like they've been the the backstory between pedro and his wife and like why she has custody of the kids that there's like some people spreading rumors about him they're untrue uh and because of that he was unable to get custody of his kids it's like crazy how you learn things in this movie that they're not explicitly revealed to you but it's just throughout the movie you pick up on all these things but when he goes to get his kids and he takes off the clothes that were soaked in the the pus the demon pus and, you know, he needs to get new clothes, and he's going to take his kids, and they need to get out of there, right? And you see the dog sniffing these clothes, and he knows something bad is going to happen. And it's a, like a, a nice, dopey, but big dog uh, sniffing his clothes. You see the camera's constantly on this dog, uh, seeing the girl play with the dog. It is just, you know something bad is going to happen. And uh, you have the adults busy arguing in the kitchen, not paying any attention. And when the dog attacks the girl, the absolute chaos that's happening, right? Because the parents aren't have no idea what's going on. The boy sees it happen, and he's, like, traumatized. He's screaming. Everybody else is screaming, so they can't even hear him screaming. And then you see this dog shaking this girl, like... A dog shakes a a chew toy, right? Shaking its prey to kill it. It is crazy. And kind of uh, an example of what frustrates me. Um, But him trying to tell them what not to do, right? He's trying to tell them there was a possession, which is a widely known thing that happens in this world. They don't want to listen to him. He's telling them, like, the dog runs off with the girl in his mouth. And the stepfather runs after it with a gun. And he's like, you can't kill this dog. You can't shoot this dog. It's only going to spread if you do that. And does not at all listen, right? Everybody's just reacting. Uh, We also find Pedro's got a special needs kid, which is an interesting element to this movie. Uh, an interesting wrinkle as far as them trying to get away, having to take care of this special needs kid as well. Uh, and then things kind of get strange. The daughter comes back uh, unharmed somehow, t- 
tells the mom like one of so many moments where it's like similar to the rotting body similar to the goat pressing the the head to the the gun this daughter comes back unharmed and tells the mom that dad's gonna come back and he's gonna kill you with the car and then and she's like happy right she's she's like stoked and immediately the stepdad after he killed the dog right which clearly spread the demon to the girl probably spread it to him as well immediately this truck flies into frame and smashes this woman against the building it is crazy the kid's fine right kid didn't get hurt kids dancing happy when this happens to her mom it is crazy and for me i'm like holy shit right like the tricks the demons playing the like definitely aspects of this that i'm like wow this is like it really makes it seem far more urgent that they need to take care of this and follow the rules because of not only how fast this thing spreads but how devious it is right just begging for it to spread let's take a quick break from the show Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus for just $5 a month. You unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying the Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to live painting archive. Be the first to lay eyes on the new releases from the many faces. And enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my own personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. And then we get more when Pedro picks up his his mom, or I think it's his mom. Um, she's telling the kids about the song that's all about the rules. One of the rules, don't use electric lights. Uh, stay away from animals. Don't harm or kill it. Don't use guns. Don't name it. And then she just continues to name the devil, like all the different names for the devil, right? Which is like, another example she's literally telling the rules to the kids and immediately breaks one of the rules which happens throughout this movie that is the one aspect of this movie that frustrates me so much because if it is a situation where it's the demon playing tricks on the adults minds it's not communicated well through the performance or the writing that that's what's happening it seems like just people are completely disregarding every rule constantly throughout this, even though they themselves don't name it, 
And then immediately she starts spouting off like five different names for the devil. It is just, it's frustrating. And it's a level of frustration that's different from like when you're watching a horror movie and somebody wants to go down some dark alleyway or, you know, wants to go back into the house or whatever and you're yelling at the screen, don't do that, right? This is a situation where characters in the movie are telling you, don't do that, or they themselves are saying, don't name it, and then immediately, like constantly immediately, like just as immediately as this demon spreads and possesses new things, immediately after hearing a rule, after being given advice, after being told to do something or not to do something, they immediately do the other. Constantly throughout this movie. It's so frustrating. So they go to this woman who knows she's like she has experience dealing with it she has the fancy equipment uh and i do love the term of rotten people as their term for possessed it's perfect uh not only just as a using a different word than constantly saying possessed but they actually are rotting these these bodies that it possesses um and of course the kid's toy has little electric lights on it. So the mom who is now possessed shows up because she wants to get the kids back. Um, at least the boy and the special needs boy, the daughter is not there anymore. Um, so she finds them. Uh, there's a moment where this woman who's like an expert in these demons and eradicating these demons uh she constantly says that the special needs kid is possessed and i've heard people take offense to that aspect of this movie uh but i feel like it's a bit of miscommunication because how i take it is that the way a possession in somebody who's autistic presents itself is very unique and she notices very subtle signs with the movement of this kid's hands and I think his feet as well the way he's moving his hands and feet is something that she recognizes in that he is possessed and why it is presenting itself differently is that when a demon possesses somebody who had who's neurodivergent it's confused it doesn't it's like it's it got into a vehicle it doesn't know how to work it yet and it takes time it takes a while for it to figure out how to possess this person differently and the way i f it seems like in this world animals are the easiest to possess because they have the simplest brains then you have children and then of course adults and then neurodivergent people are different and not as prevalent so they're not as experienced as and it, i i take it as like you know animals are like riding a bicycle humans normal uh, like neurotypical people are like an automatic car and autistic people are like driving a stick right everything is different just f it takes a little bit more effort functions slightly different 
and it, it confuses the the demon. I I appreciated that, and I don't feel like it was talking down to or demonizing, for lack of a better term, somebody who is autistic. I think it was. I think it was just showing how part of this world building how demons present differently in different people, different living things. Regardless, I have heard some people uh, take offense to that, um, but I feel it's more miscommunication, uh, I think, maybe. Or maybe I'm just ignorant to why it is uh, um, offensive. Regardless, interesting. Uh, and then another complete confusion as far as the rules go uh as these people split up right the one of them's trying to track down the mom that's that took the boy and then the other ones they're trying to track down the original rotten person because the lady needs to use her special equipment to uh el eliminate the original demon um so she goes with Pedro to go track down this original body that fell out of the truck in the beginning of the movie. Uh, but one of the rules that she knows, she reminds them, don't use electric lights. That's what brought the rotten mom to get the kid was the electric lights in his toy. They're driving cars that have, if, I, don't, I don't care what car you're in, there are electric lights all over the car not just headlights tail lights brake lights but console lights dome lights and it's just like well if you don't want electric lights then you're in vehicles that are horrible for that so like the rules are a bit shaky i don't exactly understand these rules uh and i'm sure that's leading to my frustration in a lot of ways um but kind of distracting for me, trying to understand these rules despite being constantly broken, rules being constantly ignored. But, you know, a lot of great scenes, a gruesome scene where uh, you see the, the other dude finds the mom just walking down. And as he slowly drives past, you see her like reaching into the boy's skull to pull out brains for her to eat as her face is like destroyed and rotting away just and then he decides to s drive the car into her slamming her against the tree very very uh disturbing imagery there so then you have pedro and the woman they find this school or an orphanage or whatever where all the kids seem to be possessed um very much like the girl after the dog attack you have this scene which just feels out of place feels like where there's a kid goes up to their door and pedro just slams his door open into this girl knocking her down and then he starts beating her up obviously he assumes she's possessed they all seem like they're possessed. But one of the rules is don't harm them. There's also another moment where this other kid shows up and the woman tells Pedro, don't scare the kid. And Pedro immediately 
starts yelling at this kid, scaring the kid. It is like so often in this movie, people will immediately disregard whatever advice is given to them. It's just it's just frustrating and, you know, a common aspect of so many horror movies obviously are people doing things that they shouldn't do. It's just in this movie it is completely different because you have characters telling them don't scare the kid. Don't use a gun. Don't use electric lights. And immediately they do whatever that thing is. Just constantly contradicting. Um, it is a bummer that we never see the fancy uh, equipment work. We never see it get used, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, you have the scene where he goes to get an axe and... She's telling him not to go, and of course he goes. And when he comes back in, this woman that knows how to use the equipment is now being dragged by her feet and kids, a kid beating her skull in with a hammer, which is crazy. And another example of Pedro or many of the characters just not listening to at all people, advice. Uh, and then you have Pedro taking a piece of the equipment that's been busted up and in pieces uh, and just beats the head in of the original uh, original infected guy. Knowing he can't do that. That's like only going to spread it. Which, it has to be that the demon is responsible for why people constantly disregard everything. But, like... It hurts the world building in that the rules are meaningless when people are constantly contradicting or disregarding them. Um, regardless, because he does this, that he gives birth to a demon kid. This kid comes out, and this naked kid comes out, covered in blood. It's pretty crazy. And then the movie, the final like brutal moment, we find out that there's another aspect of what the possession does to children which there was a story told by the woman before about somebody or i think the grandma about how somebody puked up their family that they had eaten so there's an element of cannibalism that happens when you're possessed and we see that the special needs kid ate the grandma as he coughs up not only her hair but also the necklace that we've seen her wear which is just crazy. Uh, and another interesting as aspect of the world building in this. Uh, absolutely crazy. A tragic movie, right? A lot of gore. Uh, such a big world. I want to see more of it. Very interesting way to just drop you into completely different reality. Uh, I want to see more of these. Absolutely. Maybe other directors or this director in following films can flesh out the why people are so just effortlessly disregard these rules um so maybe i don't know if it's in the writing or the acting or directing there's just there feels like a missing piece that would fix that for me uh, but everything else is absolutely great 
I, I you know, I did love this movie. So well made. Um, and just so new and different, which I love, you know, so inventive and creative. So I, I, I loved it. And I, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor. So I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on this movie when evil lurks. Don't forget to tune in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder where all these episodes are available. Until next time, enjoy the show. Don't use a gun. Don't harm it. Don't scare it. Don't move it. Don't get the ooze on you. Just, just get a professional. Get a professional and follow the rules. Just follow the rules. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.